0: Clinical Issues by Amber Wood Preoperative Transport of Patients Who Require Both Airborne and Contact Precautions Question. What precautions should we take when preoperatively transporting a patient who requires both airborne and contact precautions? Answer. Perioperative team members should take several precautions during preoperative transport of patients who require both airborne and contact precautions to reduce the risk of transmitting pathogens to other patients, personnel, and visitors, and into the environment. If a patient is an inpatient who is located in an AIIR, personnel should transport the patient directly to the OR from the AIIR bypassing the preoperative area. If the patient is an outpatient requiring airborne and contact precautions, personnel should consult with an infection preventionist to determine the best preoperative location for the patient. Ideally, personnel should immediately place the outpatient in an AIIR. If an AIIR is not available in the preoperative area, personnel should provide the patient with a surgical mask to wear and place him or her in a single patient room with the door closed. The RN circulator, surgical team members, and anesthesia professional should coordinate to conduct the preoperative patient interview to minimize the traffic in and out of the patient's preoperative room. However, before conducting the preoperative patient interview, the RN circulator could complete the handover with the preoperative RN, according to the facility's policy. When ready to interview and transport the patient, the RN circulator should obtain the patient's physical chart, if applicable, and gather any supplies that will be needed for transport. For example, a clean sheet or blanket to cover the patient. Before entering the patient's room, all personnel should perform hand hygiene and don PPE in the following order. 1. Isolation gown 2. Surgical N95 respirator 3. Eye protection and 4. Gloves Personnel should wear eye protection when they will be present during aerosol-generating procedures, when there is potential for splashes, spray, splatter, or droplets of blood, or other potentially infectious materials, for example secretions, or when they anticipate eye contamination. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends that personnel wear goggles or a face shield that fully covers the front and sides of the face when caring for patients with some specific airborne transmissible infections, such as COVID-19. After the interview is complete and the team is ready to transport the patient to the OR, the team members should cover the patient with a clean sheet or blanket to contain the infected or colonized areas of the patient's body and have the patient don a surgical mask. If wearing a mask is not feasible, Personnel should instruct the patient to follow respiratory hygiene and cough etiquette during transport, which includes covering his or her mouth and nose with a tissue or a sleeve, rather than the hand when coughing or sneezing. The team should develop a process for containing the patient's chart, personal items, and any medical items that have contacted the patient, for example, stethoscope, blood pressure cuff, during transport, to prevent environmental contamination. This process could include putting the items into a clean bag before placing them on the stretcher and minimizing the number of personal items that the patient may take into the OR. The team members transporting the patient should remove and dispose of their contaminated isolation gowns and gloves inside the room and perform hand hygiene. Then, a team member should don clean gloves to clean and disinfect the bed rails and bed controls that will be touched by personnel during transport. A team member also should disinfect the handle of the door that will be used to exit the OR. Next, they should remove their gloves and perform hand hygiene again before opening the door, transporting the patient into the corridor, and closing the door behind them. Personnel may remove their eye protection in the corridor after exiting the room, or they may leave it on during transport, according to the facility's policy. If the patient is infected with COVID-19, the CDC recommends leaving the N95 respirator on quote, for anything more than brief encounters end quote. when transporting the patient. Otherwise, personnel may remove and discard their surgical N95 respirators in the corridor after exiting the room by only handling the straps and being careful not to touch the front of the respirator. Personnel should then perform hand hygiene after discarding the N95 respirator. Some healthcare organizations may have more restrictive policies that require personnel to wear an N95 respirator and other PPE, for example, isolation gown, gloves, eye protection, during transport of patients who require both airborne and contact precautions. Otherwise, the decision to wear PPE during patient transport should be based on the expected interaction with the patient during transport. When the team members need to wear PPE during patient transport, it is ideal to remove PPE that was worn in the preoperative area and don clean PPE to reduce potential contamination of the environment. In some situations, it may not be safe for team members to change PPE, such as when a team member is manually ventilating the patient or performing chest compressions. In these situations, the patient's safety is paramount. If personnel need to wear PPE during transport, either because of the facility's policy or because they anticipate direct contact with the patient, for example, if the patient is intubated, combative, or pediatric, they should don clean isolation gowns and gloves in the corridor after leaving the preoperative room with the patient. They should not touch doors, elevator buttons, identification badges, or environmental surfaces with the isolation gown or gloves during transport. When available, a team member who is not wearing an isolation gown or gloves should accompany the team to open doors and press elevator buttons so that the transport team can focus on the patient's safety and avoid touching surfaces while wearing PPE. If the accompanying team member is not wearing surgical attire, another team member wearing surgical attire will need to be available at the entrance to the semi restricted area to continue assisting the team with transporting the patient to the OR. Upon arrival to the OR, the team should stop at the door before entering and don surgical N95 respirators and eye protection in the corridor if not already wearing these items. The surgical N95 respirator should be donned before entering the OR as required for airborne precautions and because a clean surgical mask should be worn in the presence of open sterile supplies. If team members do not anticipate direct contact with a patient during transport, and it is not required by the facility's policy, they do not need to wear isolation gowns or gloves. They may bring PPE in the event that unanticipated contact with a patient is needed and there are no supplies immediately available. Personnel may place clean PPE into a bag or onto an area at the head of the bed that was disinfected. Upon arrival to the OR, Transport team members should stop in the corridor at the door before entering, perform hand hygiene, and don a clean isolation gown, a surgical N95 respirator, eye protection, and gloves, if not already wearing these items.